Welcome to the President's Podcast, the latest in the Difference Maker series from Chartered Accountants Worldwide. We will be addressing trends and reflections from the World Congress of Accountants and seeing how the profession can play an instrumental role to enable sustainable economies for the future. In every episode, we'll feature a president from one of our member institutes to give their unique insights into the important role the accountancy profession plays as a protector of public interest. Today, I'm joined by Julia Penny, President of the Institute of Chartered Accountants, England and Wales. Welcome, Julia. Thank you, Anja. It's lovely to be here. So, Julia, how did you come to be a chartered accountant and eventually president of your institute? Well, it starts obviously a long time ago. I was at school in the sixth form, aged about 17, wondering what to do with the rest of my life, as you do. Um, And I was in the library. Uh, I overstate, really. It's quite a tiny room that was the library. And on the shelves was an A to Z of careers. I got to accountancy partway down the first column, ACC obviously as the starting point. And I thought, you know, that sounds really interesting. And I went straight off to the careers officer and said, how do you become a chartered accountant? And from there, I became a chartered accountant. Quite a few bits in between. Mm-hmm. Um, accidentally did a degree, having intended only to stay one year. But after several years, doing a degree, and then a training contract, I qualified as an ICEW member in 1989. So that's part one of the story of how I became a chartered accountant. Part two of the story, my journey to president, um, I suppose in many ways started not long after that, because a few years after that, I had my first child, and I decided for various reasons, to go freelance. Now, at the time, I was training student chartered accountants, and going freelance all of a sudden meant that I didn't have that base of colleagues that I was used to. So I decided, having seen an advert in the local um, magazine from my district society of chartered accountants, I decided to join up and volunteer on some of their committees. And then it moved on from being a member of the committee to being the chair, the president of the local committee. Many years later, joining various other committees centrally. You see, I'm a committee person through and through. (laughs) And finally, council and then board. And then I got elected as president. I have to say, after several attempts, perseverance pays off. It's often the way, isn't it, that you you have to go a couple of times before you actually get there. But I think that's fantastic. And it's also interesting that you know that you went freelance. Um, so it means that actually there's scope to make the role of a chartered accountant what you'd like to make it and build in that flexibility as a woman raising raising children, which I think is superb. And also um very valuable for perhaps uh younger uh members um of the institutes uh to hear and also potentially those wanting to come into the profession as well 
So when we think about um, the eight key themes um, of the World Congress of Accounting um, last year in, in Mumbai, um, I'm really interested to know which one resonated most with you and, and why? Well, I think the sustainability part of the theme resonated most with me. ICAW has as one of its key strategic themes um, to help achieve the sustainable development goals. And of course, our overall vision for our current strategy, which is our strategy leading us up to 2030, is to enable a world of sustainable economies. And really, I see the Institute sees as a whole, the role of accountants as being absolutely core to being able to um, achieve this more sustainable future that we, we clearly need. Now, the SDGs are about more than just sustainability of the planet, but at the moment, there's a lot of focus on that side of things. We've had a number of extreme weather events, which have helped, I think, to highlight that, that this is real, the climate change issues, which have been, dare I say it, long forecast, you know, are really starting to come home um, and make their presence felt. So for me, WACOA and it, its concentration on, as you say, a number of themes, but sustainability in particular, um, really, really resonated. And I was fortunate enough to be able to speak on one of the panels talking about the education of accountancy in sustainability. So yeah, that really brought the whole thing together for me. That's really interesting because I think, as you say, sustainability is... Um is becoming more and more prevalent. Um, and I think as chartered accountants being almost the nexus of the organization and being able to sort of analyze data and then disseminate it um, to all the key stakeholders, I think a lot of people perhaps wouldn't necessarily uh, marry up sustainability with chartered accountancy um, in the first instance but I think you know it's a role that um, chartered accountants uh, will become uh, more and more um, familiar with and also valuable um, uh, within within an organization so if we think then about the key challenges and opportunities that are facing the profession at the moment what are they in your opinion and how can they be taken forward and perhaps turned into into positives well i think if, if we focus on the sustainability side of things to start with because that's not the only challenge um but on the sustainability side i think the challenge is to turn all of the words that are going on at the moment into action and as well as the points that you raise about measuring and, and about knowing what's going on from a sustainability point of view being able to analyze data there's the strategic side of it as you say there's opportunities there are threats you know there are opportunities for businesses to grow and expand because they've found a new sustainable way of doing things there are threats for businesses that don't recognize that change is coming and they might then become uh, redundant or have stranded assets that are worth nothing because maybe you can't use them anymore. Laws will be changing, taxes will be changing, the environment will be changing. But these are all things that the accountant can help businesses and other organisations to navigate. So I think you know there's a there's a big challenge there because we're not used to deal with dealing with sustainability issues. So there's a big learning curve. And really, accountants need to make sure that they're educating themselves 
on this sustainability side. And the new ones coming through, that will be relatively easy because the qualifications that ICAW have now, you know, have got sustainability streamed through them. But for those of us uh, like me who qualified mm. some years ago, we need to educate ourselves uh, separately to that. Um, the ICAW has a sustainability certificate, for instance, designed to be the sort of 101 of you know, what do you need to know about sustainability from an accountant's perspective to help drive business change. So I think that that challenge of education about sustainability, being able to cope, there's a whole raft of new standards coming out, different standards in different parts of the world, some of them compatible, some of them not. So learning new standards, assurance of those disclosure standards, for instance, a whole new area, again, of education for the accountant, on top of all of the strategic issues about sustainability and how to run a business or organization which can reach net zero within the time frame that they've set out for themselves. So you know, there's a whole load of big challenges around that sustainability side, but there are also challenges around attracting talent and whether new entrants into the profession, particularly young people, think of it as a good career. And I think one of the things where these link together is that sustainability and our ability as accountants to influence and change that space is very appealing to a lot of the new entrants or the potential new entrants into the profession. So really hoping um, that those two will work to help each other in providing you know, a purpose-led um, professional career for new people coming in. I think that's really interesting because I think that you know, from from the research that I've done um, and um, the discussions that I've had, it seems that Gen Z um, and and those coming up now um, into into employment are really looking at careers that can make an impact, can make a difference, um, and they're also very keen to work with organisations who align with their own values as well. So with that in mind, um, and the fact that, you know, technology is um, such a huge competitive um, sector for us, I suppose, how do you see the future of, of the chartered accountancy profession? Well, as, as you say, there, there's quite a lot going on. So we've touched on the sustainability issues, the attractiveness of the profession and linking that into sustainability. But the technology side, is, is core to everything we do. And I sometimes hear um, firms lamenting that young people seem to think that the only way that they can get a career in technology is to go to what is highlighted as a tech company. And of course, that, that isn't the case because much of what an accountant can, does do day to day is driven by technology. So data analytics, whether it's analytics of um, audit data, whether it's analytics to do with you know, working in a company and looking at its sustainability data. There's a huge growth in this area of data analytics. Um, there's a huge growth of the use of apps by companies, <clears throat> by chartered accountancy firms, um, making life easier. And of course, Governments are also switching, you know, making tax digital is happening not just in the UK, but all over the world. And this is transforming the, the way the profession works. 
we won't have in the future, although we still have it to a reasonable extent now, we won't have in the future a lot of the routine tax processing that goes on. We won't and already don't to a large extent have the bookkeeping processes going on in the way that would have happened by hand. I have to say when I started out, um, the accountancy firm I worked in still had bookshelves of client ledgers, which were starting to be phased out. But nonetheless, sometimes we were writing things up in literally actual you know, ledgers, i.e. leather bound books with debits and credits. Now we've moved a long way from that. And so technology, sustainability, um, a purpose driven, driven profession and something that can keep with you as things change throughout your career is really for me what the heart of a chartered accountant is being uh, becoming as we go forward. Yes, it's very interesting, um, particularly when you mention ledgers. I have um, ledgers from my father's business dating back to the 1700s. Um, I've become the family archivist. Um, anyway, let's turn then again uh, to Wakoa. Um, and it's obviously an opportunity to feel part of something bigger. And I think after uh, the COVID pandemic, there was a real feeling of separation. Um, among everybody uh, within uh, the population, within the global population. Um, and I think everybody was craving um, being able to go um, back to face-to-face events. But what do you believe then are the benefits of being part of a global professional family, like, for example, Chartered Accountants Worldwide, and also attending you know, such events as, as World Congress? I, I think we cannot underestimate the, the power of human context, because whilst it's fantastic that we can and have been doing some things on video, and it's certainly better than, say, just a phone call or a letter or an email, uh, seeing people in person somehow transformed those relationships. Being part of a wider community, both virtual and physical, helps to get new ideas, not just formed, but actually enacted and driven forward you have that little bit of a conversation with somebody and you think oh yes you know that would work I can see how I can take that forward in my organization for instance and some of those less formal conversations tend really only to happen in face-to-face environments so for me attending Wakoa in person meant that I was able to not just attend sessions and hear the speakers from different nations on different topics, but meet people from a whole variety of other chartered accountants worldwide um, networks across the globe, all in the space of just a few days, which just wouldn't have been possible going to all of the, the different locations. And because it was in person, you add that informality of the conversation, the little chat here, the little chat there, which so often, as I say, are the source of innovations, ideas and taking things forward. I think the other impact that we see from face to face meeting is that we can build trust much more quickly, much more easily, often than we can do when we're in a virtual environment. We clearly don't understand it all yet, but Our brains seem to be happier forming relationships in person, quicker to form those relationships and cement those relationships in person than if we're doing things online. 
a balance of things is going to be needed, particularly if we want to achieve our sustainability targets. So we need a bit of both, but there's a lot to be gained from in-person interactions and seeing, well, there were six and a half thousand people also registered to attend WACOA Live. And I have never seen such a huge hall with so many people at a conference. And after COVID in particular, it was really heartwarming to be able to meet so many people in person. It must have felt absolutely fantastic, actually, to be in in such a huge space with people who are all of the same profession from all corners um, of the globe um, and being able to just, yeah, swap stories and and compare notes. And and as you say, I I firmly believe that in-person is where the best ideas uh, are definitely formed and and, uh, exchanged. So any other reflections then from Wakoa that you'd like to share that stood out for you? I I think that the benefit of Wakoa and what comes home to you really is you've got all of these people that you're able to meet from, as you say, all sorts of different professional accountancy organisations, from regulators, from just local accountants who've come because, you know, they're not too far to travel, as well as those that have travelled a long way. And actually, we are a really global profession because you've got something in common with all of them even though there are variations on standards and law and tax and whatever in the different countries, so many of the things that we're dealing with are actually the same. We're all dealing with IFRS to some extent or another. We're all dealing with international standards on audit. We're all dealing with standards as they come out on sustainability. And so it did really feel like a global community where we've got a great deal in common. So I think that was you know, the, the biggest message I suspect if you'd have gone back in time um, a little bit further, maybe it didn't feel that we were quite so close to all of the other people who would have been at Wakoa. But really today, it felt like a very close community, despite the fact that we have members of bodies from all over the world. I think that sounds absolutely fantastic. So now, Julia, If I may, I'd like to take you a little bit off piste um, and ask you about music. Now, word on the street is that you are quite an accomplished musician. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Well, was is probably a better phrase. I was very, very involved with music um, as a youngster. Started off on the recorders, uh, three different types of recorders. Quick go on the violin, really not me. Quick go on the flute. And and then I took up the cornet and joined the local brass band. And this was really home for me for a good number of years. Um, I went through all of my exams. We we do grades in this country. So got to the top grade um, eight on the cornet. Really enjoyed my brass banding. I have to say um, work did somewhat get in the way, particularly when family arrived as well as work. So I haven't played very regularly for quite a while, but I still enjoy getting the cornet out um, and playing my favourite tunes. Brass banding is really me underneath all of this accountancy exterior. I think it sounds fabulous. In fact, who knows, we could even get a chartered accountants worldwide brass band going. Anyway, (laughs) it would be absolutely fantastic. Anyway, Julia, thank you very much indeed. That's all we've got time for today. 
Now, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please do head over to the Chartered Accountants Worldwide website to listen to the rest of the episodes in this series. They're also available wherever you regularly choose to listen to your podcasts. Until next time, goodbye. (laughs) 